Joshua chapter three and Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan and he and all the children, everybody say the children, he and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officer went through the host and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place. And I want to watch, I want you to watch what he says and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way here to four. Uh, I, I have a quick title to give you, and uh, the Holy Ghost is going to help us this morning. Uh, but I just want to talk to you on the subject of go after it go after it. I feel like the Lord just opened a door for Jesus church. Uh, I just feel like there's just been some things that have come into alignment. Uh, there, there's just, there's just this liberty. That's, uh, it's, it's an unusual liberty. It's an unusual liberty. So we're going to go after it this morning. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, go after it with me this morning. Amen. 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 Set your Bibles down, lift both your hands. Actually, why don't you grab the hand of the person that's next to you and lift that hand as well. Amen. I want you to open up your mouth and I want you to lift your voice and I want you to begin to talk to God. That's it. I just want you to talk to God. I want you to tell him, God, we're ready to go after it today. We're ready to go after it today. We're ready to go after it today. God, we're not going to miss it this time. We're not going to miss our timing in the Holy Ghost. We're not going to miss what you have for this church, for this region. But God, I feel a group of people in this building that are ready to go after some things that you've been speaking to them. God, they're ready to go after some backslidden families that have been lost for some time. After some cities that have been locked up and bound. Father, I feel the liberty of your spirit, God. I pray right now that there would be a boldness that would sweep into the room. I pray, God, that you would unfeather every timid mouth. Loose every bound soul to today, God. God, I thank you, God, for a warring spirit that's getting ready to break out in this place. Father, I worship you this morning. I thank you, Jesus. One more time. Can we do that together? Clap your hands into the Lord. And can you lift up a shout of praise? That's it. Lift your voice and shout unto God. Amen. 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 Turn to those same two or three people. Tell them, go after it. And you may be seated in Jesus name. Amen. God, God is interesting in how he works. Uh, he's unique in what he does. Uh, in, in the last little bit, I feel like uh, the Lord has had me dealing with a few things in particular. I don't think it's just me who's been here, but I think uh, there's just kind of been a call that's been going out throughout the earth, just addressing certain issues. Uh, one which I feel has already been addressed here, uh, but it would be helpful for you to understand what you're breaking. Amen. The Holy Ghost uh, sometime back uh, just kind of took me on a journey. 
uh, in my process of wanting to know more about the things of God. Uh, I first wanted to know what I would have to fight to get to him. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, nothing's ever given casually if it's worth anything. Uh, But you're going to have to learn to fight for some things. And in this process of wanting to have more of God, I found out that there were a few things that I had to contend against. Uh, One thing that I had to contend against was this flesh. And I'm still contending against this flesh. And if you can go ahead and go like this, you're probably contending against some flesh yourself. The second thing I had to learn that I was contending with is that I was contending with Satan and his systems. Uh, This worldly system uh, is not of God and it's going to push up against you whenever you decide to do something for the kingdom. But I believe there's one thing in in particular uh, that we sometimes bypass in dealing uh, with conflict, something that we overlook, a giant, so to speak, uh, that we sometimes don't give adequate attention to. Uh, I believe one of the greatest adversaries of the apostolic church is not hell itself. Uh, I believe one of the greatest adversaries of the apostolic church is religious tradition. Uh, I've been addressing this everywhere I've been going because I believe that apostolics sometimes can you he- can use hell as an excuse uh, because it's easy to target hell. Uh, it's a lot harder to target your tradition. Uh, I want you to understand that the greatest thing you're going to have to fight Jesus church is the ways and customs that you're used to doing things, the ways and customs that we've had for some time. What you're going to have to fight in reaching and dealing with this region is going to be a spirit of religious tradition that tries to get you to do things a more comfortable way, a more convenient way, a way that seems proper. Uh, I'm so convinced of this that I, in particular, don't only see Pharaoh as a representation of hell, but I think he also represents a religious system. If you acknowledge the reality that Pharaoh saw himself as a god. Not only did Pharaoh see himself as a God, but Pharaoh had preachers. When God decided to send Moses into the courts of Pharaoh, it was Pharaoh who brought out his own preachers. And Pharaoh's own preachers were able to replicate and reproduce what Moses was doing. Uh, This for a long time was the contention of the apostolic church. Because we saw other people that somehow, some way was manifesting the things that we were going after. But they did not realize that it was just a false religious system. In this process that the children of Israel are going through, before they exit out of Egypt, there is a fighting that needs to take place. Because what is ruling the people of God is not just any spirit, but it's this religious spirit. It's just this religious spirit that bears over them. It gives them enough for them to get through. It gives them enough for them to survive. It gives them enough for them to live. But it never gives them enough for them to actually have dominion. This religious spirit loves for church folk just to come in and go about their business as long as they don't push up against any boundaries. Matter of fact, the spirit doesn't even mind if you grow as long as you don't grow to the place where you have dominion. And the second you start pushing up against the walls and we start talking about taking territory, all of a sudden you see things begin to break out amongst the young 
man. If you begin to realize what's taking place across the Pentecostal movement, we have had a long and thorough attack on young men. This is just the spirit of religious tradition at play. Sooner or later, a group of people become frustrated with the patterns that has been given to them because they acknowledge that this pattern didn't come from God, neither did it come from heaven. It was never meant to be their identity, but they begin to acknowledge that we're living in a land that does not belong to us and amongst people who do not identify with us. Can I tell you what's been going on throughout the earth? There has been a separation from the separated. I'm so thankful to be a part of an organization that has been such a blessing to me and my family. So many people that I've been blessed to know and have been a blessing to me in particular. But can I tell you, identifying with an organization will never get the attention of heaven and hell. But I feel like there's been a separation of the separated. That God has been calling out a people amongst his own people. There has been a remnant that have just gotten a little bit too frustrated with staying under the parameters of Pharaoh. And can I tell you what has been moving in this church in particular? There has been something about you that says, God, if you're going to give us revival, don't give us one that's constricted to the obligations of Pharaoh, that he gets to dictate how much we grow and when we get to grow, that he gets to dictate what we have and when we get to have it, that he gets to dictate the demographics that come in or don't come in, that he gets to tell us that uh, the organizations that we get to affect and the organizations that we can affect. But God, if you're going to deliver us, deliver us from the spirit of religious tradition that makes us clock in one time and clock out the next. But God, give us something that will give us liberty to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. If you're with me, say amen. 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 Uh, not, not, not everybody's comfortable with this because, uh, sometimes we like dealing with Pharaoh. We, we, we sometimes enjoy dealing with Pharaoh because Pharaoh, uh, has rhyme and rhythm with him. Uh, he's consistent. Uh, whenever you're dealing with Pharaoh, you know what time you're going to have a wheat to make bread. You know how much straw you're going to have because Pharaoh, uh, he's consistent in how he does. This is, this is how you know if you're fighting a spirit of religious tradition because it's always going to try to get you to do things in a box. It's always going to try to get you to formulate things in a process that's comfortable. I felt this earlier today and I still feel it now, but I feel like God is going to give Jesus Church an unconventional revival, an unconventional harvest. It's not going to look like everyone else when it happens. I feel I felt this earlier and I'm just going to prophesy to you in the Holy Ghost. You do what you want with it. But I feel like God is going to give you such an ethnic revival that people are going to begin to ask you about patterns and process. And you won't be able to tell them that we use this system and we read this book. But something happens when you walk out of Egypt and all of a sudden you become spirit led. And the spirit of God has you going to this church and talking to this pastor and all of a sudden this young man. And and I don't know the demographics that are here, but I feel like God is going to bring refugees into this region because this church is going to be ascending church and there'll be people that are one here that'll go back to their country that you'll never see them you'll never work there but there'll be harvest that'll be released because of something unconventional amen 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 i feel it in the holy ghost clap your hands and say yes 
There, 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 the children of Israel had to learn how to walk out of Egypt. And I don't want to take too much time here, but, but Pharaoh finally loses his grip off of the children of Israel. I want you to shake the person next to you and tell them it's time for Pharaoh to let go of you. It's time for Pharaoh to let go of you. Can I tell you, uh, this spirit doesn't plague sinners. Uh, this spirit plagues saints. It doesn't, it doesn't plague those who aren't amongst us. The greatest hindrance to the apostolic church has never even been sin. It's been a religious tradition because it's two different types of cultures. I want you to understand that when you get to the book of Acts, what fought the apostles harder than any demon was the spirit of religious tradition. It was Pharisees who were so caught up in the way and things that they were doing. Now let me explain this to you. Uh, These Old Testament Jews, these Jews that followed the law. It's not that they were always wrong, but when the spirit of God moved on to something else, that's when they became wrong. And can I tell you, there are some of us that we've done things for a certain type of way for the last few years. And some of you are a little frustrated because of all the adjustments that are taking place. It was right then when we were doing it, but the spirit of God is moving on to something else. And it's time we get on board and make up our mind God if you're moving that direction that's exactly where I want to be I don't want to get caught up in how we did things in the past can I tell you what this church is so used to you've been a warring church having to deal with ground that doesn't break easily but can I tell you I feel a shift in the Holy Ghost that it's not going to take us as long to gain more territory as it did before because there's a shifting taking place yes we have to war before but i feel a season of victory getting ready to yeah 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 yeah, don't, 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 don't get so used to fighting and, and you could be so used to the oppressive nature of this region that you don't realize that when it lives, uh, that God's not going to have you go through the same struggles uh, that he made you go through before because there's a shifting of seasons. Uh, and when God begins to open up the door, you better be sensitive to understand that it's not going to take the same years uh, that it took before. But can I prophesy to you that as long as it took us to get here, It won't take us as long to get over there, but there's going to be an acceleration in the Holy Ghost that's going to push us to the place that he wants us to be. I want to, <laughs> I want to move quickly. I want to move quickly, but, but this thing that, 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 that we push up against Joshua and Moses, they, they had to deal with it because, uh, uh, uh when you're fighting the spirit, uh, even though you can be released from his stronghold, you still have to deal with its mindset. This spirit will tell you things like we're only grasshoppers in our own eyes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I uh, can I tell you what the Holy ghost is going to do. Uh, we, we, we have this mindset and this paradigm that just because God did it one way, he can't do it another way. But can I tell you what's going to happen? I want you guys to stand. I want you guys to stand. Come here. Come here. Move quick. Move quick. Give these guys a hand. Amen. 
were so used because because it took Bishop X amount of years to get to the place where he was walking in the Holy Ghost and the gifts started manifesting and pastor X amount of years before he was walking in the Holy Ghost and things started manifesting. But when you hit a shift in seasons, what took God 10, 15, 20 years to mature, God can begin to do in three, four and five years. And can I tell you what's going to happen? There's going to be an explosion of young ministers that's getting ready to be released through this church. It's not going to take us 20 years to get to the place where we see men that are qualified to do a work. But when the Holy Ghost begins to get involved, there's an acceleration that begins to take place. And all of a sudden, giftings that we thought they weren't qualified for because they didn't go through the process that everybody else did. When you begin to break that mindset, that's what God was delivering from us this whole time. It was the spirit that told us we're too small in our own eyes. When you begin to get set free from the spirit of religious tradition, your mindset begins to be changed. All of a sudden, you can look at girls that's only been in church for a year or two and realize there's a spirit of intercessory prayer that's heavy on them than was heavy on the elders. All of a sudden, you can realize there's giftings of apostles and prophets that's flowing through your children's ministry before they ever get to middle school or high school. But the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I feel it right now. The anointing of the Holy Ghost begins to accelerate something because there's a shifting of seasons. Clap your hands all across the building. I just want you to lift your voice and clap your hands. No, don't just do it out of obedience. Lift your voice and clap your hands for You may be seated. Just give me a few more moments and I'll be done here. You, you, you have to understand God's timing. Everybody say timing. It, it is hell's agenda to frustrate you on God's timing. Just because he said it, that doesn't mean that's what he was trying to do right then and there. It just means it's something that he wanted to walk, uh, it's something that he wanted you to walk through at an appointed time. But when God's timing begins to meet God's will, when God's timing begins to meet God's word, when what God says begins to align with when, when God wants to do it, you need to be very cautious that you move quickly because all doors don't don't stay open. I've seen churches that have gotten way too comfortable with open doors because sometimes those doors will last for a year or two or three, but they don't realize that that door will close and you have to be sensitive because God will give you specific strategy for a specific season. And sometimes can I tell, I feel the Holy ghost. Sometimes God will give you most of the time. Actually, God will give you the strategy before he opens up the season. You see this with Jesus dying on the cross, which you see is, is you see an alignment. You see an alignment with system. You see an alignment with season and you see an alignment with the word. The word that was manifest in the flesh. The season, it was the appropriate time that God would die on the cross. And the system, the system was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. But when God begins to implement this, he gives the system before he gives the season. And so he begins to talk about the sin and how he would take away sin and how he would work this through a lamb that would be pure and he begins to work out this system this system that's laid out in Leviticus he gives the system before we ever get into the season the frustrating part about this is that when you have a system that's out of season most of the time you're frustrated 
Because you're trying to figure out, why did God tell me to do this and it just doesn't seem to work? You have visions that go beyond what the season seems to allow. That's where this church has been for so long. We've been prophesying and talking about stuff for years. We've been talking about daughter works for years. We've been talking about a revival in various communities for years. We've been talking about renting denominal churches for years. We've just been prophesying. Your system is just to prepare you for what happened. But everybody looks at you like you're crazy. But all of a sudden, when system and season begin to align with the word that was spoken to you the Holy Ghost begins to open so, and I want you to watch what takes place at Calvary I remember I was at his church bishop and this is when the Lord started dealing me with this because his pastor was talking to me and he was telling me man we're struggling in this area we just can't seem to break things open uh, and it feels like we're battling a spirit and we don't know what it is well I said well okay so we showed up there Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost began to move and I just felt just angels just moving back and forth and I looked over my wife and my wife she, she's not moved by emotion when the spirit of God starts moving I mean she'll just be weeping and she's just weeping and I mean just tears everywhere and so I get behind the pulpit and the Holy Ghost just starts releasing this thing and I'm talking about seasons and systems and all these things and while I'm talking the Holy Ghost is showing me something I've never seen before he said you have to see that when I align the season and I align the system and I align the word there was a release that gave them dominion in three particular areas. I want you to follow me because I feel like this is happening here. He said, the first place I gave them dominion, I gave them dominion with the religious, uh, with the religious scope or the religious fear of that region. Because what you find happen is that the Bible says that the veil was torn. What they were used to was broken and God gave them dominion in a religious area. The second place that God gave them dominion is that God gave them dominion over the dead. The Bible says that great open up and people came out of the graves and the third place that God gave them dominion God gave them dominion over the atmosphere because the Bible says that there was a great storm that took place I want to tell you there was an earthquake a shaking that took place it affected the atmosphere where they're in I'm prophesying to this church and telling you that you are stepping in the alignment of systems that have been given for some years a word that was spoken a long time ago but now it's your season and you're going to have dominion in three areas God is going to give you dominion in the religious scope. All of a sudden, pastors who you thought you'd never have influence with are going to want to be able to sit down with you and ask you, how are you doing what you're doing? How are you keeping your young people? How are you making this work? I see youth pastors that are in churches and they're, I'm not talking, I'm prophesying to you right now. I see youth pastors that are in churches, but they're hungry for truth. Can I tell you, there's talented young men and women that are sitting in denominal pews here in a little bit that are getting ready to make their way here because they can't find deliverance from the spirit of suicide that's trying to kill them at their own church but God is going to lead them into this building I want to tell you God is going to give you dominion over the dead I'm not just talking about the natural dead although that will happen I'm talking about the spiritual dead those that are backsliders there's going to be a rearranging I'm telling you I feel the Holy Ghost there's going to be a rearranging in this region God's going to orchestrate businesses to come into this region that's going to draw backsliders sliders from across the country and they're going to land in this city and they're not even going to know that you're here but because God is going to give you dominion over the spiritual dead those who've been dead for a long time there's pastors and prophets that are backslidden right now but in a few years they're going to begin to move in this area and you're going to begin to breathe life back into them I'm telling you the last thing that God's going to give you dominion over God's getting ready to give you dominion over this 
this atmosphere because there's been certain things we haven't been able to break that's getting ready to break. I was talking to your pastor on the way here and I feel it again. I was talking to your pastor on the way here and I told him, I was asking him, I said, D, is there any church uh, that has influence with the Native American community? Is there any church that has large influence with the Native American community? He says, no, not really for whatsoever reason. And he said something and I don't know if you realize what he was saying, but when he said it, I felt what he was saying. He said, you know, it's going to be a struggle because it's going to have to be somebody in their community that's getting ready, that, that'll go back there. I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost is going to do. God is going to give you key players. God's going to give you key players. I feel like I could almost see him. Young men that are going to walk in here drunk and on drugs and addicted and bound. And you will, no one else will see any value in them. But you're going to be able to see something in them that no one else is able to see. And what you don't realize is that there'll be a door to a whole community that you've been struggling to reach. Because God's getting ready to give you dominion over the atmosphere. These spirits that have been running in. And I felt this when I flew over the state and I finally landed into Watertown. God is giving this church the keys, not only to this city, but to this region. Spirits won't be able to come in and out like they have been. I felt I felt this earlier. But this region has almost been like a city without... Uh, without locks it's like spirits can rush in whenever they want in and out if suicide wants to come in it comes in and out if depression wants to come in in and out and i felt this and i saw this earlier but i just saw this large angel sitting at the door that entrance that enters into the city and i feel like the holy ghost is getting ready to give this church uh, it's getting ready to give this church dominion over the atmosphere there'll just be some i want you to hear me this morning there'll be some things that can't come in can I tell you, I don't even know the high schools that are in this region, but some spirits that have been attacking high school students. God's getting ready to give you dominion over the culture of these high schools. And you're going to be able to start P7s and, and begin to win people in way. I want you to lift your hands for a moment and just receive that right now. I want you. My God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. When God does. What he wants to do. God doesn't just collect tears. He remembers the mocking and the scorning of the enemy. And when you stand for years believing what God said. I want you to understand God's not mocked. But he's a rewarder. Of them that diligently seek him. You can't sow and God not see what you're sowing. But I'm telling to this church that there's an open door to receive rewards for what you've been sowing into. This will be the last thing I'll say and then we'll pray. But I came to this text and I just want to extract one key thing here. Uh, you, you have to understand the children of Israel, the process that they were going through is that God finally had to get them to a place where they were willing to ignore what everyone else was saying and focus on what the presence of God was doing. When they finally got to the place, when the ark was moving, 
that's where they were going to go. Because they were willing to follow the ark as long as they were wandering through the wilderness. But the second it came time for them to have dominion, they got a little skeptical. And so God had to rid those who were not full of faith. Everybody say full of faith. Everybody say full of faith. We've gone through that process where God has rid us of those. And sometimes the faithlessness that was in us. But I feel like there's just a faith in this place where you just believe God. That because God said he's going to do one thing or another, we're just going to trust that he's going to do it. And I just want to give you the last word that the Lord told me to preach here this morning. I want you to know that the door is open and it's time for this church to go after it. The door's open and it's time for this church to go after it. What you've been envisioning, what you've been prophesying, what you've been talking about, what you've been believing for, family that's been lost, ministries that we've talked about starting. Can I talk to somebody in this place? I felt this just earlier, but I'm going to tell there's a few men. You promised and made a covenant with God. God, if you would bless me financially, I'd be a kingdom giver. And I'm telling you, if you'll start giving in the amount... In your ties that you feel like God is going to bless you to make annually. The Lord is going to provide that. Listen, I, I, anyways. <laughs> Don't lock up on me because we're talking about this now. Don't believe God for everything else except providing for what he wants to do. I want us to stand. Grab the hand of the person next to you and I just want you to pray for a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to hear me just for a little bit and I'm going to let you pray. This church has come into divine alignment. I felt it. I just been the second I landed here, I've just been feeling everywhere your pastor's been driving me and taking me. This church has come into divine alignment. There, there's there's and I don't know how it works. I, I just I just I just know when it happens, it happens. But uh, but sometimes God will hide doors and places uh, that we don't expect them to be. Uh, and this, this is not new to us. This happened to Paul. Paul, I believe it's in the book of Corinth. He tells him, listen, uh, I need to go to Ephesus because there's a great effectual door there. Revival was breaking out in Corinth, but Paul needed to go to Ephesus. And I don't know why Paul felt he needed to go to Ephesus, this pagan city, when the revivals breaking out in all these various areas, but he felt he needed to go to Ephesus and out of Ephesus, a whole region. Here's the gospel. Now I'm saying this and I don't say this to offend any other church in this region, but Watertown is in Ephesus. Watertown is in Ephesus. There's a door that's open. And when this thing opens or when you guys walk through this thing, I should say, it's not just going to affect this church. It's going to affect this region. I don't have time to get into it, but your, your, your pastor, your bishop could talk to you about it. There's, there's churches, there's powerhouse churches that are some, somehow placed in the most inconvenient places. You don't expect them to be there. It's like, well, why is it there? 
It's because there's a door there that no one else can see. Nobody else saw that door. But the Holy Ghost always knew the door was there. And he sent somebody that would be willing to knock on that door and wait there until it opened. Watertown is an open door. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. I want you to come to the altar if I've said anything that you've agreed with in your spirit. While you're coming, I'll just talk to you for a little bit. I was looking at these kids that were up here worshiping and praising God. and These young men, these young boys. This might sound simple or mundane to you, but I just want you to hear me. It's going to shock you, the amount of ministry that comes out of this church. Some of these young kids, you got praying, worshiping. It's going to shock you the things that they're going to do. just going to talk to you. Um, felt earlier, I felt early a distinct anointing for teaching Bible studies. Some of you, some of you, some of you fathers in this place, God's getting ready to settle something over your home. God's getting ready to settle something in your home. Um, listen, if I say anything that's out of pocket, there's leadership here, they'll, they'll correct me. Um, uh, let me just, I'll say this and I'll be done. Uh, but uh, there's just a shifting of angels that's just taking place. There's a shifting of angels. Um, sometimes, sometimes what the Lord will do is is He'll allow a place to become almost like a hub, and uh, it's just it's just an active place spiritually. I know this is odd for a Sunday morning. Please forgive me. Uh, but I feel like there's just been this a company of angels that would visit here when you guys would pray. And I just, but I feel like those angels are getting ready to go to your homes. I feel like those angels are getting ready to go to your homes because uh, there's getting ready to be uh, there's getting ready to be a regional, uh, a regional taking, a regional taking. It's not it's not just going to be like we're going to see 10, 20, 30, get the Holy Ghost in here at one time. We'll see that. But I feel like the Holy Ghost is getting ready to do something in your homes. We're just going to start getting reports. It's like, Pastor, I, I baptized my neighbor or my coworker came over and they got the Holy Ghost and, and they saw the oneness of God. And there's, I'm telling you, there's getting ready to be something that's getting ready to happen in your neighborhood. I'm challenging some of you guys just to pace your neighborhood throughout the next few weeks. Just pace, just pace it. Just, and don't, I don't want you to pray. I just want you to prophesy. I want you to look at, as you're driving through the city, just start pointing at places and saying, God, thank you for starting a storefront church there. And, and thank you for giving us that building. And, and thank you for filling that house with the Holy Ghost. And, and when you see drug addicts or people that are struggling or the homeless, or you see people, or you see people, I just want you to begin to point out that God, thank you for filling them with the Holy Ghost and bringing them into this building because there's getting ready to be something regional that's getting ready to happen here. Watertown is going to become a template. There, 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 there's been churches that took the route of convenience. They got a quick revival, but there was no substance to it because they did it out of talent and it was approved by Pharaoh. And whenever it's approved by Pharaoh, it's quick, but it won't last. Pharaoh was okay with revival as long as it fell under his conditions. You can go, but don't take the kids. You can go, but don't bring a sacrifice. But all of a sudden, when you start doing it God's way, it's an extended process. But when you do it God's way, you don't just get a momentary blessing. There is longevity that's going to be lasted through it. 